Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hey everyone, it is the finale of the American Bachelorette here on the Batch Report. Yes, and this is the biggest finale ever. Ever. We just decided right just now. the biggest, definitely the most dramatic. There's the most hosts, right? Most hosts, the mostest with the hostess. And they kind of did it differently this time where normally they'll like show the episode and then just bring out the last two guys or whatever to chat with the bachelorette. Yeah. Whereas this time it's like they had Tasia and Caitlin talk and then show a clip and then have, bring someone out and then show a clip and then bring someone else out and then show like... It was choppy. Yeah. But this episode starts off with Katie talking about how she felt defeated after Greg left. But I really don't think she did. Uh, yeah, I feel like she felt really self-conscious about the cameras. And I think she didn't like getting called out. And like that kind of upset her more so than Greg leaving. Right, which we see later on in this episode, she goes off on Greg. Like, she goes off. Yeah. Like, a little bit out of control, and which is super strange, considering it's been several months. And she's supposedly happy. Right. In her current relationship, so it's weird that she felt the need to do that. Also, something I learned this episode was that Blake is actually not from Vancouver area. Yeah, he's actually from near Niagara Falls area in Canada. I don't know why I thought he was in from British Columbia. I, I thought he was too. I wonder if he was like working a job in that area for a few months or something. Like when he was on Claire's season or something and that's why we... I don't know, but this episode that. we find out he does a lot of work in Africa too. So, which we already kind of knew. Yeah, I thought that when he was talking about working in Africa, he meant like, oh, like one or two weeks a year I go to Africa. But then when he was talking to her family later in this episode about it, it seemed like it was more like, oh, I go for like six months. Or not six months, but like he'll go for like six weeks at a time. Yeah. And like that's what he does. But it doesn't sound like he gets paid for it or maybe he does. Well, he also said he's currently unemployed but would be going to Africa. So... I'm I'm actually very confused at this point about yeah. exactly what he does. But let's talk about his overnight date. They do this weird thing where they just throw paint balloons at each other. And then, like, Blake just talks about how he didn't realize that Katie had liked Greg that much. And now he's self-conscious about the fact that maybe she's hung up on Greg, even though he thought that she wasn't that into Greg before. I don't know. Yeah, it just... It sounds like Blake is having a hard time getting the big L word out. He's like, I only tell that word to my mom and now my dad. And then all of a sudden he's like, I love you and I'm really effing excited about life with you. And it's like, you just did this big speech about how you don't tell anyone you love them. And then. Which 
Then she responds and she says she loves him. And that is exactly kind of what Greg was looking for when he said those things to you. So it was kind of like she gave, like she processed what Greg said and she just like built on that. Well, what I think she was scared of someone else leaving because she didn't reciprocate those feelings Two, I think she was trying to rub it in Greg's face a little bit because she knew he would watch it and see it. And three, I do think that she had already picked Blake in her head. I think so, too. But I also kind of feel like she felt pressured into picking Blake at this point. But okay, so here's what I'm thinking. She was talking to Greg, right? And maybe she didn't love him. Like I don't maybe, think she did. Right. Like maybe she wasn't feeling those feelings and he was like feeling really intense feelings for her. So like her not responding the way he wanted her to respond was a tell that mm-hmm. he read correctly. And like her getting angry about it actually makes me think she's more like it's more true that she didn't love him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that she didn't wasn't having those feelings because that's what you do. When you get called out on your crap, like that's what in psychology happens. Like the really good ones will get angry, get loud. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was seeing. I don't want to like throw her under the bus because there's nothing wrong with not being in love with someone that's in love with you. Like that happens. But I don't think they need to have a three hour screaming match at each other about it. Like, I think she could have been like, you know what? I'm not at that same place right now. And... Like, there are other people here that I'm feeling really deep connections with, too, and I can't give that to you right now. And if that's what you need to hear, then maybe you should go. Like, they could have just had a, like, conversation about it versus that huge dramatic blow up they both had. Yeah, it definitely feels like Katie settled for Blake to me because she says they right off to the sunset, they go to their fantasy suites, and then afterwards she's like, oh, I was plenty satisfied with Blake. And to me, that was kind of like you settled on Blake and now you're committed. It's like buying that item and then like, you know, you like the item even more, even though it might be inferior to other items. Like buying the second hand phone and then being like, I'm fully committed at this point, you know. So I feel like she completely had just forgotten about the fact that Justin was even there. Yeah, which is kind of rude. Because... He had like a fantasy suite date the next day and she basically shows up and is like, oh, um, I know you're still here and we were going to go on a date today, but I'm just going to pick Blake. Yeah, which there's nothing wrong with picking Blake. Blake's a great guy. It's just it felt like you did it in a react. It's more reaction than decision you know that's how i was getting it like Which, oh i was had this awful day with with greg and now reaction wise i need to feel comfort so i need to pick blake so then they have justin come out and katie talks with justin and justin was like well my issue was i felt like i was there by default like michael a left and then greg left and like they probably both would have made it further mm-hmm. and he would have been sent home like at number five or whatever, number Which in, four, number five. Instead of her being like, you know what, I really wanted to get to know you more, but our relationship just didn't progress at the rate that mm-hmm. I had with other guys. And 
you know, you were kind of here by default in that regards because some of the guys were leaving. Like, instead of being real with them, she was like, no, you weren't here by default. Like, like you were there for a reason. And it's like, there is no way that she would have brought Justin to the end over Michael A. or Greg. Right. If they hadn't left. Yeah. So, like, he was there by default and he knows it. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that they were probably comfortable, but I'm definitely getting, like, friend vibes from them. Anyway. Which I hear he has a new possible girlfriend anyway. So, oh, very know, good. Good for him. I can't wait to hear about that. So before we move on, I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsors for this episode. The first of which is CheapCaribbean.com. So next week when you are watching Bachelor in Paradise and you're like, oh man, I wish I was on the beach with a margarita and free food. You could be. Because you, you can go to Chip, Cheap Caribbean and get an all-inclusive vacation, which means all-you-can-eat food, night activities, alcohol, non-alcoholic beverages, and fun beach activities. It's all included, which is amazing. So more food, more drinks, and more fun at Cheap Caribbean. So they have no change fees when you book at a Cheap Caribbean resort, and you can add trip protection so you can book with confidence. Less money, less worry, and more beach. Be sure to check out either a Dreams or Seekers resort when you book with Cheap Caribbean. And right now, our listeners can take $100 off your niche, next beach vacay when you visit CheapCaribbean.com slash batch hyphen report. So that is CheapCaribbean.com slash B-A-C-H hyphen R-E-P-O-R-T. You can click it in the show notes and, you know, get yourself a little vacay. Go get your vacay. I know I'm ready for a vacay, that's for sure. So I also want to talk about this other amazing sponsor, which is Way. You know that really great feeling when you like purge your closet and you get rid of like just all those things that have just been cluttering your space? That's what it's like when you use Way Detox Shampoo. Because it's like you get all that gunk in your hair, you know, that dry shampoo. Maybe you've been to the beach, you get some salt in there, and it just creates buildup. And maybe you're like me and you don't like to wash your hair every day, and that's why Way Detox Shampoo is like the perfect shampoo for that because it gets all of that gunk out. as apple cider vinegar in it, but it doesn't have that nasty apple cider vinegar smell as like cedar and musk and all these like really wonderful, beautiful scents and I'm obsessed. So you can use it once a week to neutralize like product buildup, oil, dirt. And if you have hard water like we do, which just like completely strips and dries out your hair, then this is absolutely perfect because it doesn't strip away any moisture. And it's also great for a smoothing frizz and creates a lustrous shine. And it's great for all hair types, even hair treated with keratin, chemicals, color, or a Brazilian blowout. And I'm obsessed with a lot of the other way products as well. Our dog even uses their Fur Bebe shampoo, which also smells like a daydream. She just went and took a bath in it earlier today, and it is wonderful. So Way was created by celebrity hairstylist Jen Adkin to create the first socially connected hair brand, and she did a fantastic job. They have a full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products. So when you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BATCHREPORT to get 15% off your entire purchase. So once again, that is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com slash BATCHREPORT with code BATCHREPORT. 
15% off. Great deal. I'm obsessed with that brand, so. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. After the final rose. Well, the whole thing is like, this episode was like almost all after the final rose. It was really bizarre. The finale. But Blake gets to meet Katie's family, which is really weird because he's the only one left. Yeah. And he tries to convince Katie's aunt, Lindsay, that he's the one for Katie. Yeah. And Lindsay is kind of like not really having it. And then he was kind of like, oh, well, we get along so well because we're pretty much the same person. And she was like, oh, what? You both have vibrators? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I actually really like Katie's aunt. I know. And then he'd be like, oh, you know, we get along really well and we love each other. And she's like, do you think that's all it takes to have a good marriage? Because that's not it. Yeah. And then she's also like, you thought Tasia was the one. Two other girls were the one, didn't you? When you came on here last season. Like, how many times are you going to come on this show? Like, yeah, what's the deal, dude? And I liked it because she was more of a realist. And she flat out told him, she's like, you're here because we want you here, not because we need you here. Right. They kept saying that, which is a little bit obnoxious, but... Well, because first the aunt said it, but then Katie and her mom were talking about it too. Like, oh, when she's like, I want him, but I don't need him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that must just be something that her and her mom discuss a lot or their family is like, oh, you you never want to need a man. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I liked the aunt. I thought it was fun. Um, The mom seemed to really like Blake. Yeah. And after that, they go and write their fears and insecurities down and give them to Zazobra. Zazobra and light it on fire. Which was kind of weird for like a last date. I feel like they only did it so that they could use the like clips in the montage of them at the end. It's just super strange because he's the only one left and he knows he's the only one left. So he's just like having to think more about the ring, right? Like he's having to make it. It's like almost like he's choosing her in a weird way. Which I mean is how it should be anyway, right? Like just because you're the last one there doesn't mean that you should propose just because you're the last one there like it's also your decision not just the girl's decision well i don't think i've ever seen it where it's like yeah i mean i guess you can always turn down the or the ring right like i've seen them where instead of a proposal at the end they said i want to be with you but i'm not ready for a proposal right now yeah like i want to continue this relationship but not be engaged i did notice some uh a little bit of hesitation from Blake as he was choosing the rings with Tasia, which Lindsay pointed out a good point that it's kind of strange picking out a ring with your ex-girlfriend or your ex-person you're dating. Which, I mean, even if it's The Bachelor, like, they could have had Caitlyn do it. Caitlyn could have been the one sitting there helping pick out the ring, but instead they chose Tasia. I don't know if it's just because he's comfortable with Tasia they have like a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. and he did go pretty far in her season. Like he made it to top three, right? Um, I think he got cut right before hometown. So like oh. top five. Okay. Yeah. Still. Um, and Tasia's like, if you don't know, you got to let her go. Like you can't like yeah. pick out a ring or whatever and then be with her in the end if you're not sure. Right. Cause he was kind of freaking out 
when it got to the ring picking time. And then what was weird to me is during the proposal, it sounded like he said, I can't give you what you came here for. Yeah. And then he got down on one knee and proposed, and then she was shocked. And I was like, did he just say that to throw her off, or did he say, I can give you? But, you know, the Canadian accent made it sound like can't. I'm not sure. But it was a little bit weird. It was weird. I didn't get, I didn't have that normal feel for, like, excitement feel. Mm -hmm. It had more of, like, a nervousy twinge feel. But anyway, they ride off on horses, which is tacky because but they've been doing it all season so why not but then you know instead of having blake come out on stage right away they bring out greg which it's nice seeing greg it is nice seeing greg like he seems he just has like a way about him but he talks about his experience and what do you think about so katie like would not let him get a word in And she was like, you were gaslighting me, blah, blah, blah. And then Caitlin's like, well, that's like a big, like, accusation. Like, can you define gaslighting for people? Which then she defines it. And I'm like, you're doing that to him. Like, she literally was doing it that entire conversation. And then you're not blaming any facts, like, or anything. She just kind of like twisted the facts to her own, like, illusion which greg was just on nick vial's podcast today and he kind of talked about watching that argument back how he was feeling in that moment then after the final the rose argument and he was basically like you know what i did go to acting school because i was a life insurance salesman and having a miserable time and i needed something to help me break out of my shell a little bit so i went to acting school and i missed my entire second year out of the two years because my dad was sick and dying yeah and he's like i never went to a single audition like it's more like a personal growth thing like he wanted to go and take some acting exactly what acting classes is for like i actually think everybody should take an acting and then he was like good for you oh my sister a few years back had submitted me for the bachelorette for one of the previous seasons and at the time he was like i was too young and i wasn't really interested on going on the show so i turned them down And then they called him again about Claire's season, but didn't tell him who it was for. And he actually flew out and quarantined and then found out whose season it was for. And he said, I don't think I'm going to be compatible, compatible. Like I don't want to be on this season. Yeah. So he wasn't on the season. So for them to say, oh, he's a clout chaser. He just wants to be on TV. It's like he turned down the seasons that he thought he wouldn't be compatible with the lead. Right. Another thing Katie said was she thought that Greg was being condescending toward her, mm-hmm. like talking down to her. Uh, I think that he got a, his passion got a little bit carried with him because he was like he wasn't getting that reciprocation. And like he was showing signs of frustration in his voice, but I wouldn't call it condescending. I think he just was wanted some a little bit back, which he mentioned in that interview where he said, I know the way that it came across, like watching it back, like may have seemed condescending or it may have seemed like I was gaslighting or whatever, but he was like, I was like passionate and I was like in a state of panic Yeah. where he was like in that moment when I looked and got nothing back, I started to panic because I had just like poured my heart out to someone who didn't, didn't. feel the same way. Yeah. 
So I also felt that looking at her, looking at him, you know, and not responding. And then, you know, saying what was the famous line? You're pretty to look at. I just love looking at you. Yeah. And something else he mentioned in this podcast is he repeatedly said that when he watched the season back, that he sees that Katie and Blake were meant to be together from the beginning. Yeah. And he was like, their chemistry was there from the beginning. Like, I'm really happy for the both of them. And if they found happiness together, then like, that's great because they had more chemistry than we did. I think that's really nice. I think they tried to make Greg out to be a villain. But I think they, the editors wanted you to love him all season until he became the villain. Like they purposely gave him a lot of airtime and like made you love him so that they could like tear that down at the end. Which I don't think they did a good enough job if they were trying to do that because like I still feel like Greg's a genuine guy. So the majority of the internet would disagree. That's fine. Which is why I think it is important for him to go and kind of like speak on podcasts like in a informal way and just be able to share unpopular opinion here but you know yeah he's a decent human being in my perspective just lost his dad and for katie who also just lost her dad i didn't really feel like she even she never talked to blake about that so they um speaking of that they kept saying after greg's quote-unquote gaslighting last week people were like he needs to go to therapy And then on the podcast, he also mentioned that he had gone to therapy for months, like several times a week. And then to talk about like his father passing and then his uh, therapist passed away. So like the person that he had to confide in then passed away. Just surrounded by death. So that kind of really sucks. And he's like, I know I need to go back to therapy. It's just hard to find like the right therapist. And when you find a great one and then they die, it's like... That's sucky. So, so best wishes to Greg. Hopefully, he's not getting too many hate letters. I'm hoping that he just like stays off social media for a few weeks, and then it'll all blow over. By, I mean, Paradise starts next yeah. week. I actually feel like they treated him very unfairly. The way Katie treated him was really not good. Not a good look for her. Yeah. Like yelling at him like that, and like it's like, come on. Like, well, and then why Greg, don't you be a civilized person, you know? And then Greg's interview is over and all of a sudden Blake comes out and she like completely like flips a switch and is like, I'm so happy. This is yeah. so great. I love you. And it's like, you were just yelling at someone like 30 seconds it's ago. All just, it's all just fa- like, if anybody's acting it's Katie and she's not very good at it. Yeah. So, and I like Katie as far as like a bachelorette goes, but I really liked to me her that until, did not sit right with me. I really liked her until the last few weeks where I felt like all of a sudden it was more for the cameras than it was to yeah. like genuinely find somebody, which the beginning of the season, I didn't feel like that at all. So I don't know if it was just the production telling her how to act and how to do yeah. things. I I'm just going to say Katie and Blake are made for each other at this point. I think although I, I think Blake would have really enjoyed Paradise. <laughs> I really do Poor guy's think, not gonna get experience that. I do think that they are like they're like equal counterparts. Like they are so similar. Yeah. And I think that that's gonna work out well for them, hopefully for a long period of time, not just a year or two or whatever. But at the very end, 
they have all these guys stand up in the audience, which is funny because Andrew earlier on is like, there's a lot of guys in the audience. <laughs> yeah. And they all stand up with boom boxes and play the song. So their cheesy. Date. Yeah. And then we get that preview for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Which just looks like a lot of drama. Just looks like Aaron screaming at Thomas the whole time. And Demi making out with everyone and just flashing her boobs. Like, what is Demi doing back there? You're like, didn't she get engaged last time? I thought she did, yeah. And then they're like advertising, they're like, girls kissing girls, guys kissing guys. What's going on? I actually like that they chose who's the... Uh, David Spade. David Spade is the host. I think that was smart. Which I think he's only hosting an episode or two. And then little John is there temporarily for an episode or two. And then Wells, who was a contestant, and then he was the bartender on the show. He is now like one of the main hosts as well. I do have to say that's a good gig for little John to get because mm-hmm. he's been kind of out of the spotlight for a while now. And it's like... It's a, like a side niche for him, you know? I hope they have him do the voiceovers all season. That'd be nice. Because he is like a great voice for voiceovers. Yeah. And that is all the time we have for today. And we will talk to you next week for some Batch in Paradise.